Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's program, we will discuss the subject, consecration. We will be looking at what the Bible teaches about this. More about our subject after we've heard some music.
consecration, we will discuss what the Bible teaches about this subject. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight, we will be discussing these questions together. What does the Bible teach is consecration? Why do we need to be consecrated? How does the Bible teach that we become consecrated? What are the results of consecration? And does God expect a greater level of consecration from Christians today? So before we start our program this evening, let's have a word of prayer together, listeners. Heavenly Father, thank you for voicing the wilderness, internet radio, streaming live on the internet from London. Lord, as we study your word this evening, I ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us, and bless us and teach us is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What does the Bible teach is consecration. We read in the book of Numbers chapter 6 and verses 1 to 7. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either a man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree, from the kernels even to the husk. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head, until the days be fulfilled, in the which he separate himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy, and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separate himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father, or for his mother, for his brother, or for his sister, when they die, because the consecration of his God is upon his head. We read in the book of Leviticus chapter 10 and verses 8 to 11. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, and that you may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord have spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. When we study the instructions that the Lord gave to Aaron and his sons, who were chosen by God to serve as priests in the tabernacle services, and when we study the instructions that were given by God to those who were to separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, we see that they were to separate from all unclean practices. The Lord calls this consecration. Consecration is giving yourself to God by separating from all that will separate yourself from Him. We read in the book of Luke chapter 14 and verse 33, Jesus speaking, So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he have, 
he cannot be my disciple. Jesus has taught us that we cannot be his disciples unless we forsake all that we have. He wants us to separate from all that we have that will separate us from him. This principle Jesus teaches us from the Old Testament through to the New Testament. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 10 and verses 37 to 39. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Here Jesus explains to us what it means to consecrate ourselves to his service. It is to love Jesus more than father, mother, son or daughter. It is to take up our cross and follow him. It is to lose our life for his sake in order to find it. Consecration is to love Jesus more than we love our families. It is to devote our hearts and lives to Jesus, first and foremost, no matter what our circumstances. It is to separate from all practices that will separate us from him. Now why do we need to be consecrated? We read in the book of Leviticus chapter 10 verses 8 to 11. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, and that you may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord hath spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. We read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 13 to 16, Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Jesus is the Lord of the Old Testament. He has called his church to be holy as he is holy. The Lord made it clear to Aaron through Moses why Aaron and his sons needed to consecrate themselves to the priest's office, that they may put the difference between the holy and unholy and between the unclean and clean. They needed to be consecrated so that they would have spiritual discernment to know what God is like and to know what is morally pure and impure. And so, listeners, consecration towards God is necessary in order to have clear discernment between good and evil, and especially for those who are called to be leaders among God's people so that they can rightfully know what to teach the people. The Apostle Peter was inspired to write to the church that he, that's God, which have called you, is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. The word conversation mentioned in this Bible text does not only mean what we say in word, it also means how we live, 
the things that we do from day to day. We read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 17 to 21. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here with fear, in fear, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. The Apostle Peter explains to us why we should consecrate ourselves to God and the means by which we are able to consecrate ourselves to God. It is because Jesus Christ sacrificed his holy and pure life for us with his precious blood that we are able to ask God for his holy and pure life to be in us. We are redeemed from our sins through the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and spot. We read in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, and verse 39, He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Here Jesus explains the most important reason why we need to consecrate ourselves to God. When we separate ourselves from all things that will hinder us from knowing God, when we deny ourselves of our own pleasures and desires, when we give Christ our full attention, then we will find out the true purpose that God has for us in this life. Now how does the Bible teach that we become consecrated? We read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verses 19 to 20. This is Moses speaking. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave it unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. We read in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, and verse 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As we read these Bible texts, we see that God has given man the power of choice. God has left it up to us to choose our destiny. Whether we want to serve him or not, whether we want to receive eternal life or not. And so we are first to decide for ourselves whether we want to consecrate ourselves to God. Listeners, desires for goodness and holiness are right as far as they go. But if you stop here, they will avail nothing. Many will be lost while hoping, while hoping and desiring to be Christians. 
They do not come to the point of yielding the will to God. They do not now choose to be Christians. We read in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12, For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man have, and not according to that he have not. God desires us to willingly give ourselves to him, cheerfully and lovingly. This is the type of consecration and service that God delights in. God lovingly accepts us just as we are, whatever we have. You do not need to have any money to serve the God of heaven. If our hearts, it's our hearts that God desires, and God desires us to love him, just as a human parent delights in their children lovingly serving them, carrying out their wishes, and honouring their good family name, God desires us to do this even more so for him, to serve him even more lovingly, and to separate from all practices that dishonour his holy name. 1 John 4.8 lets us know that God is love. As we studied in our previous radio broadcast, it is only by loving God and receiving his love that we can come and to love our neighbours as ourselves. We read in the book of Philippians, chapter 2 and verse 13, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We cannot consecrate ourselves to God by ourselves, listeners, in our own strength, but we can choose to do so. Our part is to surrender our will to him. Once we do this, then God will give us the power to serve him. Listeners, through the right exercise of the will, an entire change may be made in your life. By yielding up your will to Christ, you ally yourself with the power that is above all principalities and powers. You will have strength from above to hold you steadfast, and thus through constant surrender to God, you will be enabled to live the new life, even the life of faith. We'll now have a break with some music. Has ended. 
on earth is run He will say If you've been faithful are the results of consecration. We read in the book of Exodus chapter 40 and verses 34 to 35. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. We read in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 5 and verses 11 to 14. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Heman, of Jedophim, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. It came even to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals, and instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth for ever that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. At the dedication of the tabernacle that Moses was instructed to erect, and at the dedication of the temple that Solomon had built for the Lord, on each occasion, when the temple was consecrated to the service of the Lord, as he had exactly instructed, then God honoured the temple with his glory. His personal presence dwelt there. We read in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 16 to 17, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Christ had instructed the Jewish nation to build physical temples, buildings to worship in, because these structures were to be object lessons to teach what God designs the human body to be. As the earthly tabernacle was honoured with God's presence, 
when all the instructions for the dedication of its service were exactly carried out, so will we be filled with God's Spirit when we carry out all the instructions that God gives to us to dedicate ourselves to his service. The human body was made by God to be a temple for his spirit to dwell in. We read in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verses 1 to 4 and verses 38 to 41. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls. The day of Pentecost is the greatest example that we have to date on this planet of what results will come to the individual believer and to the Christian church as a whole when we fully consecrate ourselves to God. When we as Christian believers are united together in God's love and have put away our differences and are of one accord, the Holy Spirit will come upon us with such great power that thousands will gladly receive the word of God, be baptized for the remission of sins, and receive the Holy Ghost. Now, does God expect a greater level of consecration from Christians today? We read in the book of Luke chapter 12 and verses 47 to 48. This is Jesus speaking, And that servant which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not, and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Listeners, the Jewish nation had the light of the Old Testament. Today we have not only the light of the Old Testament, but also the New Testament. We have the record of God's people in the early Christian church and the experiences and the experiences and writings of the Protestant reformers. As we studied in the previous radio broadcasts, since 1844, Jesus has given his testimonies to his church with the inspired writings of Mrs. Ellen Goldwhite, one of the founders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The Holy Ghost inspired her to write so many counsels to God's church that she is the most translated female non-fiction author in the history of literature. Because God has committed much greater light to us than the generations living before, 
he expects much greater consecration in return. Listeners, we need to ask ourselves, where is that purer and higher love that God expects each of us to have in our hearts today? Where is that greater consecration that we should have towards our Saviour Jesus Christ, especially because of all that he has done for us? We read in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 1 to 7 and 13. This know also that in the last days perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. These Bible texts explain all the sins which are committed today by most professed Christians. They explain why people are not consecrated, and note, as a conclusion, the Apostle Paul was inspired to write by the Holy Ghost that men in the churches in the last days who practiced these sins, they would lead women laden with sins to be led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Listeners, the Holy Ghost shows us here where all selfishness leads to and what a lack of understanding the truth practically does to you in life practice. He shows us what is the result of all satanic teaching. It is, listeners, sexual immorality. This vice, more than any other, is the most degrading as mind, soul, body and conscience are involved in the ruin. Listeners, remember the golden calf incident at Mount Sinai? What did the people do when they thought that Moses would never come back? What brought God's final judgment upon them? Look yourselves at Exodus chapter 32 and verse 6. They offered themselves to idols, partied and played. That word play means to sport with someone sexually. You see, listeners, sex worship and sexual perversion, like sodomy, is the highest form of Satanism. Idolatrous thoughts lead to debasing practices, and thus the Church of God becomes demoralized. Throughout history, God has always made a contrast between the sexually pure and impure. He has always shown us throughout history that there comes a point when he has to intervene 
and purge sexual impurity out of his church and out of the world. We have the LGBT movements within our churches today because laymen and leaders have compromised with sin and society is suffering as a result. Read the whole book of Jude, listeners, I encourage you, and be warned. When you worship the creature and not the creator, there is no power within you to keep you pure. You are separated from God's spirit. You live by pleasure rather than by the principles of God's word, as selfishness takes control of the heart, and the emotions and desires of the body are not kept under the control of the reason and conscience, enlightened and directed by God. Understand, listeners, the contrast between the spirit of God and the spirit of the demon god, Satan, who the world follows. Then choose and decide for yourself. Do you want to reflect the lovely image of Jesus Christ and receive his eternal life? Or do you want to reflect the hellish image of Satan and die an eternal death? Do you want to be pure or impure in mind, soul, body and conscience? Every day that we live, God gives us the chance to make choices. Every choice that we make in our lifetime on this earth for good or for evil, ultimately will seal our eternal destiny. God destroys no man. Every man who is destroyed will destroy himself. We read in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 14 to 17. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them and that from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Thus the Apostle Paul after warning us about the increasing sins of evil men and seducers in the church in the last days, then shows the true Christian believer how to consecrate themselves to God's service. It is to be perfect, truly furnished unto good works by listening to the instructions that we are given in the Bible, the instructions in righteousness that make us wise unto salvation. Let us have a break for some music. Inside of me, I'm hiding all that 
close this evening, I will read from a book called Steps to Christ, written by Mrs. Ellen Goldwhite from page 44 in the chapter called Consecration. Whatever shall draw away the heart from God must be given up. Mammon is the idol of many. The love of money, the desire for wealth, is the golden chain that binds them to Satan. Reputation and worldly honour I worshipped by another class. 
the life of selfish ease and freedom from responsibility is the idol of others. But these slavish bands must be broken. We cannot be half the Lord's and half the world's. We are not God's children unless we are such entirely. There are those who profess to serve God while they rely upon their own efforts to obey his law, to form a right character and secure salvation. Their hearts are not moved by any deep sense of the love of Christ, but they seek to perform the duties of the Christian life as that which God requires of them in order to gain heaven. Such religion is worth nothing. When Christ dwells in the heart, the soul will be so filled with his love, with the joy of communion with him, that it will cleave to him, and in the contemplation of him, self will be forgotten. Love to Christ will be the spring of action. Those who feel the constraining love of God do not ask how little may be given to meet the requirements of God. They do not ask for the lowest standard, but aim at perfect conformity to the will of their Redeemer. With earnest desire, they yield all and manifest an interest proportionate to the value of the object which they seek. A profession of Christ without this deep love is mere talk, dry formality and heavy drudgery. So listeners, I pray that we would consecrate ourselves to God that we would lovingly choose to give ourselves to his service and then God promises to bless us with his Holy Spirit and bless us with the fullness of his love and power so let us pray to close this study this evening Heavenly Father I thank you for your word Lord and I pray Lord that we would desire with all our hearts to allow you to fill this body temple of ours with your Holy Spirit, that you will fill us with your love and power. You will fill us with your presence, so, Lord, so that we can be fit to represent you as Christians and fit to love truly those in society. I pray, Lord, that we would put away all of our sins and all those things that hinder the fullness of your blessing. We see the way that this world is going, Lord. There's too much hatred and strife and variance. You're offering all the love that you can to give to us, to bless us and to keep us, for us to be a loving influence in society Lord, I pray that we would continue to study your word, that we would bow down ourselves humbly and submit to your love and power, and that we will be ready when you come at your second coming to be fit citizens for your new kingdom. So bless us and keep us, is our prayer this evening. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944-062-786. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, 
Go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 26, you will find the subject Consecration. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash z that's the dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash. If you would like to support Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio financially, then please send your donation through our website at vitwradio.org. Everything costs, and so we would appreciate your support. Click on the page called About Us. You can donate to us there. On next week's program, we will discuss Christian service. Well, that's it for tonight's show, listeners. Good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.